Welcome back to another week of the Post-Sermon Reflections podcast. We are on our fourth week of our core series where we're talking about the core values of our church. And I'm again joined by Pastor Brennan as we are plowing through, asking some questions about, hey, where did some of these core values come from? How do we experience them in the life in our church? What do they really mean? Uh, we can say nice words, but if nice words have no actions under them, they're not meaningful in the life of our church. Um, and friends, as you're joining us, if this is the first time you're joining us, uh, it might be helpful to listen to some of the other ones that we did on the core values of our our church. They, Jesus first kind of formats everything else that we care about. And so that one's really important to us that you see, hey, this is the first priority of our church. And if you are not subscribed, I just ask that you'd hit that subscribe button. That allows you to get notified every time we have a new podcast. But we want to hop right in uh, to our conversation about the core value of show and tell. This is actually probably my favorite core value. Uh, this is something that has been really important to me in my life and, and walking with Jesus of kind of a a pivot in what I think about ministry. And so I'm really excited to get into kind of this conversation. So Pastor Brennan, hit us with what is the meaning of core value? So first of all, I am not surprised at all that show and tell is your yeah. favorite value because that totally encompasses who you are and, and, and how you lead in ministry. But so show and tell is is sort of a, a, a summary of our posture yeah. when it comes to reaching our community with the gospel. So we want to show the love of Jesus Christ but it's not just about showing the love and kindness of Jesus. We also want to love people by yeah. telling them of the truth of who Jesus is. So this, this value show and tell, it flows from John chapter one, verse 14, yeah. where it says that Jesus, who is the Logos, he's the, he's the, the, the son of God, he's the mm -hmm. eternal one, and he has come. And John tells us in verse 14 that he came full of grace and truth. Mm -hmm. He is the only one who can perfectly bring into balance, hold the tension of both grace and truth. So when we think of grace, we just think of God's undeserved, unmerited favor, his, his love for us that we don't deserve, but he lavishes it anyway. Mm -hmm. So Jesus came full of grace, but also truth. Jesus loves us enough to tell us the truth about who he is, who we are, and how much we need him. So when it comes to reaching our community for Christ, uh, it's important for us that we try to the best of our ability to hold yeah. those tensions of grace and truth together. And we do that through this show and tell language. Yeah. So when we talk about this, this idea of show and tell, it's our posture. It's our strategy for reaching our community. We want to show or demonstrate the love of Jesus Christ mm -hmm. and then follow those acts of kindness, those demonstrations of love. We want to follow that with telling them yeah. about who Jesus is and what he has done for them through the cross. So, so that's just kind of a, an overview of this, this show and tell concept. Mm, that's so good. And this this concept became really clear when it was compared to what the other kind of church models have looked like throughout all of history when there was the majority church had the real voice in culture. And we've lost a lot of that real voice. We're in New Jersey. And so a come and see model, which is what was referred to previously, that's an Old Testament model of, of Judaism, as you've explained in, yeah. in, in your preaching. And that's where we say, hey, just like come to church. Just like come with me. And that's not that's unimportant. I do bring non-believers to church with me. I think it's important. Um, I'm grateful that the the pastor I sit under is always mindful of the non-believer that's in the room. But if that's the first interaction they're having, I've probably missed an opportunity to show hospitality to them myself and to be also be able to proclaim the truth myself and then bring them in to say, hey, this is actually what my life looks like being lived out in the church. This is actually a really important part of of who I am is this this Sunday morning and this is my family that I, that I love. And, and when I hear God's word, I'm encouraged to live more like who Jesus is. And so the come and see model is saying, hey, there's something something to behold, but we're not maybe going there. And so it's this concept of going that the, that the 
show and tell model really stuck with me to say, hey, I want to, like Jesus, incarnate into lives of those who do not yet know Jesus because he incarnated on my behalf and he lived the life that I couldn't and died the death that I deserved. And that was really helpful for me to say, what rooms am I not yet in where I can't show and tell who Jesus is? And so when I think of that concept, I get so excited because I do think of all of us can think of family members who don't know Jesus, friends, coworkers who don't know Jesus. And so how do you see this core value lived out in the in the life of our church, meaning outside of our doors? Um, so maybe not on a Sunday morning, but outside in the community. So the show and tell, it's it's our way of holding ourselves accountable, yeah. right? For striving after this John 114 grace and truth model. So so real quickly, when we look back at when we look at the ways that churches typically have done evangelism, right? Yeah. They've either gone the show route or the tell route. Yeah. So you have what we would call like the mainline denominations in, in our culture that have kind of walked away from embracing the Bible as God's word. Yeah. And they believe that the ultimate role of the Christian is to just show kindness, show love and acceptance. So there's the the all grace all the time route, right? Yeah. Which, which never uses the word sin, which never talks about our separation from God, would never utter the word hell, but we're just going to show people how much God loves them, how much we love them. And then it just sort of stops there. Yeah. On the other side of the spectrum though, you've had what we might call the tell model, right? Where it's just, Hey, we are like, we are so filled with truth that we're just going to unload it like a machine gun. It's just like, you know, we're just dropping truth all over the place. And, and, uh, and I, I don't mean this in a disparaging way at all, but, but maybe you have seen the, the, street corner preacher who, and not everyone is like this, but I've seen a number who are, they have yeah. a megaphone and they'll say, you're going to hell. I mean, that's literally what they're saying. You're going to hell. Guess what? True statement, right? If someone's not in Christ, they are going to hell. Yeah. But what we've noticed is what I've noticed personally, anecdotally, is that people tend to shut down yeah. or launch expletives back at the individual, yeah. right? I mean, those are kind of the two responses there. So when we lead with truth, when we lead with, you are a sinner, you are destined for hell, people tend to shut down or tune out, right? Mm-hmm. They're just, they're not interested in engaging. So what show and tell is really all about is it's it's providing accountability to say, hey, I need to lead with grace. Yeah. Jesus led with grace. We see this in John chapter eight, right? He led with grace with that woman who was caught in adultery. Mm-hmm. But he didn't just demonstrate love. He loved her enough to tell her the truth as yeah. well, right? And that needs to be our posture. So what does that look like on a, a practical basis? Well, I think in our relationships, like are our coworkers, do they even want to listen to us? Or do they think we're jerks, yeah. right? Do they even want to spend time with us? Have we demonstrated love and patience? Have we invested in those relational connections and building friendships, friendships that are strong enough to bear the weight of truth, yeah. right? And that's like really, really important. A quick story about what this has looked like it looked like in the life of our church. So uh, a couple of years ago, we said, hey, we're going to like, let's just get totally crazy and radical and let's really live out this show and tell value in a, a really radical way. And we said, you know what? We said a certain Sunday in, in, in June of uh, 2021, and we said, hey, all the offering this Sunday, every single penny is going to go to a free gas giveaway. Yeah. And uh, we were able to partner with a local gas station. Shout out to Quick Check of Love Bordentown. Love you, Quick Check. <laughs> and, and they're like, so wait, what do you guys want to do, right? So we had to like explain this. And the people of Crosspoint were just like crazy generous that Sunday. And they gave $43,000, the biggest offering we ever had yeah. up to that point. Yeah. Forty three. Just to let you know, that's not what our offering looks like every Sunday. <laughs> and it was just remarkable. And yeah. we were like, all right, we're giving away forty three grand in gas. So yeah. it was crazy. You ran point on that event. So yeah. you know how crazy it was. Totally bonkers. And what we were doing was we were saying, 
we are going to show people the love of Jesus. Gas, this is not hyperbole. It was literally $5 a gallon. Yeah. Uh, things were yeah. crazy in the summer of 2021. Yeah. And there was a line almost a mile long. Yeah. Because uh, quick check. Mistakes were made. Unfortunately, blasted it out on Facebook yeah. or something. And so people were just lined up. It was nuts. It was crazy. Yeah. You remember the cops came, right? It was like so crazy. Yeah. What was so Love those cops. <laughs> what was so beautiful about that was we had the opportunity to look somebody in the eye and say, hey, I want you to know that, that God loves you so much and he cares about your needs. And this, this tank of gas is on our local church because we just want to demonstrate yeah. the love of Jesus. I mean, you remember, people were, thought we were nuts. Yeah. People thought we were absolutely crazy. But in leading with grace, in showing the love of God, you know it opened up opportunities to tell people the truth of who Jesus is. Yeah. And that to me was just such an incredible blessing. And what's so crazy about that was, you remember, some of the most fruitful spiritual conversations we had were not with the people who received the free gas. Yeah. It was with the Workers, workers, the employees of yeah. Quick Check, because yeah. it just fried their circuits so much that there would be a church that was that radically generous, yeah. that loving, and it won the opportunity yeah. uh, to speak truth about who Jesus is. Yeah. And they had the beauty of being invited in to do this with us. And so they got to see the joy overflowed, not from their pocketbooks or from our pocketbooks, which is just like a sweet invitation to say, you may not be with us, but come enjoy the gift of giving with us on our behalf as they were running around. That was that day marks one of the craziest work days I've ever had in my whole life. But there was something I remember after we did the first one, we cut it in half and we then did secret. Remember, ones. we got to shut down, right? The co- their cops were super cool. They were so gracious, but they were like, hey, no. this, this is crazy. We need you guys to shut this yeah, down. I was like, this is, we are actually blocking traffic a mile away. I said, okay, my bad, my bad. They said, you know, you can always just tell us. You can tell us when you're doing stuff like this. And we're like, we will next time. And we did these secret ones where we'd show up for 45 minutes because as soon as people started to get to know, we got out of there. And it was this joy of surprising people uh, with something good. And I remember someone, this is this really fried my circuit. Someone said, you're telling me that the church isn't asking for money, but it's giving money. I've never had that experience before. And so it was just a, a reframing for them. Hey, the church isn't always just asking for asking for your stuff. And that was a that was a really beautiful moment to say, hey man, I actually I had an opportunity to change someone's mind about about who Jesus is in the church, which is amazing. And so what is the what's the pain of the show and tell model? What's the hard part? It sounds nice. Sure. I love it. I love that model, but I know, man, there are days and I I skirt out I skirt out of the tell part. Yeah. So I think first things first, there's no silver bullet for yeah. evangelism, right? I mean, no. we, we just have to I've recognize- I've been looking for it and I'm not finding it. <laughs> we have to recognize that, you know, you can go drop 43 grand on free gas and not see anyone to our knowledge, right? Like sort of have this radical repentance right there yeah. in the parking lot and come to faith in Jesus Christ. Certainly can happen. And we had some people visit the church and we were able to share the gospel with them further as they came to church and visited and stuff. But I think Taking the long view, right? And like when we talk about the the show and tell model, we're saying, hey, this isn't transactional, right? The gospel isn't a transaction where it's like, oh, I did this kind thing for you. Now you need to do something for me and believe in my savior, right? It doesn't work that way. But it helps us begin to build a reputation as Christians, as a local church. We're building a reputation. Like you said, people are used to the church asking for money and we're giving away money, right? So I think we're beginning to build a reputation. We're taking the long view and we're saying, We want to be known as a church that lavishes love on people, but also has a message of hope to share with people. And that is the gospel. So it's painful. It's tough, right? I mean, we had people rightly asking, they were asking me, 
hey, you sure it's wise to give away $43,000 in free gas? And it's like a legitimate question, right? But as we are joyfully generous, I, I, I really believe that God honors it. Yeah. And and when we take risks for the kingdom, I believe yeah. God honors it. But you know, you can get trampled when it comes to to the the show and tell model. You can pour your ha- heart out to somebody, right? And then not only do they not come to faith in Jesus Christ, but they might turn their back on you, right? So you're 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 making yourself vulnerable, you're putting yourself out there, but this is the model that Jesus had. Yeah. He he loved people, he led with grace, but he always followed with truth. And there will come a time, Ruth, we can do as many free gas giveaways as we want, but the truth of the gospel will offend people. It will just straight up offend people. And we have to be okay with that. Yeah, We have to be okay with that. Yeah, that's so good. So some of the kind of personal applications I take away from this conversation is to say there is a tension to do one or the other. And so some of us lean one way towards the other. Um, I definitely lean towards a show and not a tell. In fact, we had to work really hard to commit to learn how do I, as best I can, show what I would, it's a term I want to coin, social hospitality, where I care about what others think, but not in such a way that I refuse to say what the truth is. And so what does it mean to ask good questions, to genuinely care for people? Because we have no business telling someone the gospel if we don't actually care about their lives. Because Jesus didn't ask us to make converts, he asked us to make disciples. And when you make a disciple, guess what? You're getting in the trenches with them, and you're helping them move from a baby to an adult. That it, it really takes this long view, even if they accept Jesus. Man, I, I'm going to have to walk alongside them. I'm to encourage them to become my family. And that, to me, was really helpful. And when I think about this show and tell is, hey, you can learn how to show and you can learn how to tell. And so it's it's committing to say, what does it look like for my words to be seasoned with salt? What does it look like for me to learn, hey, what are some of the objections that my friends who don't know Jesus have so that I can actually, I can learn about them and ask good questions and care about the things, maybe the concerns, maybe the the objections they have that might not be true or that they use because they don't want their lives to change. And what does it look like for me to care enough to have some of those awkward conversations? And so if you've been meaning to have some awkward conversations this week, I'd be encouraged. I encourage you to have it. Tell a friend so they can pray with you and that you're held accountable to do it. That's been such a joy with some of my friends as we've been talking. Hey, I really want to tell this person who Jesus is. So can you be praying for me as I as I lead in that? Is there any, any last words you want to say? I guess just real quickly, when we think about the beauty of Hunger Stops with us, we, we don't necessarily view it this way, but it, it truly is. It's a show and tell model, yeah. right? Because in getting, what, what did we say? Maybe 40, 45% of the people who served of the 300 were not from Crosspoint. Yeah. They were from the outside. And what's drawing them in is that they're they're seeing the love of God demonstrated, yeah. right? So they're they're that's what's drawing them in. Yeah. And that's what is attracting them. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's and then all of a sudden they're able to hear the why behind the what. Yeah. So we're not as a church, we're not compromising the truth piece, right? Yeah. But we are leading with grace and following the truth. We're showing and then telling. So I think it's it's helpful for us as a church to recognize, yeah, this is the DNA of hunger stops with us. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, that's so good. That's so encouraging. Well, friends, I just want to encourage you again, if you're not subscribed, please subscribe. And then if this is a blessing to you, or you maybe are talking to some of your friends that are trying to think about what it means to share their faith, I would encourage you to share this episode with them. Uh, it's just a framework, maybe some language that's sticky for them to be able to say, man, this is what I want my life of evangelism and my movement towards those who do not yet know Jesus to be. And I just ask that if if you are encouraged, that yeah, you just you just share with somebody you need to, yeah, just encourage them to, to live for Jesus and put him first. Uh, I pray that you guys have an awesome week and I am looking forward to our next episode.